Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Justified. We're back again. We're back. It feels great to be back on this comfy couch. I'm David, as always, and joining me is Riley T. What's going on, man? Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been, I mean, the episodes keep coming, but like physically recording, it's been a couple weeks. We had a nice little stash. We did. I like when that happens. I do too. You get a two-week break. It's really nice. Get to catch up on some stuff. Uh, Well, I brought a very special guest for us today. Uh, Joining with us, she is a co-founder of Restore and Revive, a wellness company that will set you in the right path. On top of that, it's also an RN, which for those who don't know, registered nurse, and a registered nutritionist who is set on helping everyone young and old. Please welcome Dabney Porter. Dabney, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Um, So I'm really happy to have you on. I feel like we haven't talked to anyone in the health field yet, which is great. Um, You know, the COVID wait has already happened. The COVID-19. The COVID-19. calling it. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it's like COVID-25. Yep, 40. You know, COVID knows no bounds. Exactly, exactly. Um, So pretty much what sparked this was um, I was watching a documentary with my girlfriend called It's What What the Health is what it's called. And Mm. it's pretty much, um, there's so much they talk about. Pretty much all in all, though, it was like, is meat really good for you? at the end of the mm-hmm. day like could you survive on a plant-based diet and um they would talk about like plastics pretty much contaminate all our meat now which i didn't even know about you know i thought maybe it was like one fish out of ten apparently it's like seven <laughs> fish out of ten oh, okay. yeah like little microplastics i thought you were talking about like the the containers so which, like we're talking like rings in the ocean like oh we're talking about like like in their all, it's all in like kinds they're actual like meat in their skin yeah I did, exactly that i had that same reaction um So I wanted to reach out to someone who actually is pretty smart about this stuff, just nutrition in general. And um, I feel like I would say we're on the tail end of COVID, you know, fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. But um, for people who need inspiration, who need facts, uh, I would love to talk to you about this. So just to jump right in pretty much, how important is nutrition in your everyday life? I know we're taught like as a kid, like, oh, yeah, nutrition's cool and all, but feel like after that you don't really hear anything about nutrition yeah it's a great question and I obviously feel like it's very important and um, I find with my clients I'm seeing everyone from kids to adults who are suffering from different things or just wanting to optimize but I think when I when we implement healthy eating, it can have such a huge impact. And so it can help with everything from energy level to focus in the classroom to gut health to better sleeping, um, decreasing inflammation in the body. So that can help with the, in lots of different ways, whether it's preventing autoimmune diseases or helping someone that does have an active autoimmune disease. Um, it can help decrease stress um, through blood sugar balancing and um, providing the body with proper fuel. And, and I mean, in this season we, we have seen, and we'll, I know we're going to touch on this a little bit more, but can truly prevent illness. Um, when we eat healthy, you know, when we provide our body with things like antioxidants that are from fruits and vegetables that can decrease our risk of acute and chronic illness. Um, so those are obviously make it very important in our everyday life. Yeah, it is. Let's just go through I'm going to go through what I ate today. Oh, no. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I feel like with this, I'm happy I'm happy to talk to you because like, I feel like this is eye-opening for me, so I'm really just going to put everything I have out there. Can I do this too? Because I, I think we need man. to. Yeah. 
right. absolutely. It's like it's like what I ask my clients to do. They food log for me, and so it's that accountability and yeah. you know, so just lay it on me. It's I a big accountability it. for me. Uh, so I started <laughs> off. I woke up around nine. I had a bowl of cereal, special K, special K strawberries. So I feel like it could be a lot better, but it could be a lot worse. So I'm glad on that. Agreed. Uh, and then I didn't have anything until like 4 p.m. I had a bowl. <laughs> I know this is not good. It's not good. I had a bowl of uh, Velveeta mac and cheese, a little like tiny <laughs> size. <one>. I know. <laughs> I had uh, two cups of coffee. And then I had one beer before I got here. <laughs> so. <laughs> I love your honesty. I love yeah. your honesty. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So if we if we were to give an overall grade of that, and I want the brutal honesty here, what, what would your overall grade be? <laughs> um, D minus? Okay. It's not an F. It's not an F. It could be... <laughs> Not enough. Sounds about right. (laughs) Is your is his issue that he's just not really putting anything in his body that's good at all? Right. Right. He's not putting like an overflow of stuff in, but the 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 minimal stuff he is isn't great. Is is that? That's exactly right, and that's what I tell people all the time. You know, it's important what we eat, um, but it's also important not to go too long without eating. You know, because that's also a stress on the body. So. Um, even my kids, you know, we have conversations about, I believe we do have to find balance. It can't be like so strict because that can lead to other issues. Um, Mm -hmm. but I believe, you know, so we have what we call a sometimes rule in our house. So we talk about, you know, what are, what does it mean to have a sometimes? And so, but why are, why is something a sometimes food versus an anytime food and something that's an anytime food that we should have all the time? The reason why we need it is because it has a, a benefit to our body. So um, I'm not going to say that, you know, we sh- fueling our body also is beneficial, but so I don't want to tell you like, I'd rather you not eat than eat something, <laughs> you know? Right. So I, I think that that's, but, but I definitely want to take precedent you know, the thing that takes precedent is eating healthy foods that are, have benefit for our bodies. Yeah. And I definitely, again, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm far from one. Um, no way. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, I've always been told for the past like three, four years, it's like, just switch the food for me personally, what I'm eating to like just healthy stuff. And I should be okay. Maybe go for a run maybe once a day lift some mm-hmm. weights and i think i'll be okay can i tell you that he ran a half marathon like a month ago on no training or, did, or well, healthy very, eating very minimal wow. yeah no healthy eating. uh very minimal wow. training. yeah it wasn't That's... it wasn't something how I did it go yeah <laughs> <laughs> it uh it was great for the first hour and then Good. after that like a mile six and seven i messed up my foot like my i just my foot gave up and uh it's kind of limping but we we finished and that's all that matters definitely that, matters. that week that's i was awesome. yeah i was out of commission for he about made it a week. with four minutes to go before the, I did. the people packed up I and did. left for the day 256 so. was, yeah. it was awesome <laughs> wow wow <laughs> it was great so that but really, you finished that's all that matters you yeah finished. and that's, that's you know awesome. what that tells me it tells me you have the willpower to eat better i do that here's the thing though food is like my guilty like like that is the hardest thing for me to do. 
Dad, I'm going to tell you something, Dabney, and you're going to like be horrific. I was raised when I was a kid. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, age three or four, uh, I would go visit my dad's house, and he would feed me, like, like a sleeve of cookies right before bed. It was, like, three, four times a week. I'm not even joking. Makes for fun dreams. It really... I had some great <laughs> dreams, yeah. <laughs> so, so, I think if I... It's going to be... I think it, this is going to be harder than the actual half marathon. I really do. You think so? I do, yeah. Would and you I, like to join my family's weight loss challenge? Sure, man. <laughs> we got to go to grandma's every Saturday to wait. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that, but... <laughs> I, would, I would love to do it. My challenge would just be I want to see how much healthy food I can implement in my my lifestyle. Um, I think it's doable. I think it's doable. We're just, you know... And I'll, I'll definitely update you. Uh, we'll do like a month... But I'll just send you a little message. Be like, hey, try it out. This kind of vegetable today, pretty good. An eight out of ten kind of thing. We'll go. For- <laughs> I love it. it. Perfect. I love it. All right. I know, and I mean that's part of it too. Is just implementing those foods and having those foods. And we do, we do the like we talk about taste testing with kids because a lot of families will come to me like, my kids don't like any vegetables. I'm like, well, have they ever tried vegetables? You know. And so okay. we do taste testings, and we end up coming up with a list of five to 10 vegetables that kids actually do, the kid does actually like. And so I always even, I tell my kids, you know, I'm not going to force you to eat Brussels sprouts if you don't like them, but we're going to eat vegetables. So let's find the ones you do enjoy and put those on your plate, you know? So I think that that's important. I should do that. Important point too. Yeah. You, you yeah. know what we should do? What's up? We should each try a new vegetable every day and then we'll make a vegetable index. I'm, 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 I'm down for that. Yeah. We'll make a shared spreadsheet okay. with all the vegetables. I like that. And we're going to try a new one each day. I like that. That's wholesome. All right. We can do that. What did you eat today, good sir? Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, every day I've been waking up and just chugging 30 ounces of water. That's good. Um, that I don't I don't know why. I heard it on a podcast once, and I went, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then I've done it for like two weeks now. Feel good. Yeah. That's good. Um, water is important. I like it. It wasn't Monday. I have free free food at work right now because right. of the pandy. Um, so I had a bowl of fruit, a little container of fruit, and one of those like low-cal yogurts, like 50-cal yogurt things. Uh-huh. Um, and then four large coffees. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Daphne's looking over with... Okay. Yeah. Um, I only do one creamer, little creamer cup per, trying okay. to limit that. Very smart. Not a huge cream guy, so... Right. You know, my dad does 14 creams in each coffee. Oh I never gosh. I never wow. want to do that. He goes through a gallon of, of half and half a week. Wow. It's, it is repulsive. They have at any yeah. time six quarts of half and half in their fridge. Oh. It is repulsive. And it, I grew up just despising coffee because of it. Because I thought <laughs> that's how coffee was drank as a ice cream-ish treat. <laughs> <laughs> coffee ice cream tastes more like coffee than my dad's coffees do. do. And uh oh man, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I did do one creamer. Uh I had just a a normal sandwich mm-hmm. for lunch. They're kind of cheap, so they don't they don't exactly give extravagant big sandwiches. Yeah. So I think it was pretty normal size. Yeah. And a bag of chips. And then I came home and I made a pita pizza. Because nice. I have nothing in my house right now. Okay. All yeah. right. Dabney, final grade on that. And we want <laughs> total honesty here. 
So I'm big on adding color from fruits and vegetables in the diet. So because there was a lack of fruits and vegetables, I'm still going to give that one, let's say a C minus. I'll take it. A little bit better, you know, (laughs) started with the water, which is great. You know, a little bit better. (laughs) I do drink an aggressive amount of water throughout the day. That's just part of my getting up and it keeps me walking around the office. (laughs) It's just who you are. I love it. Um, So now that we have our personal grades, um, we're going to, this is our promise to you. We're going to work on it. You know, Um, what is adrenal fatigue? First off, I know that's a big Mm. thing of yours. What is it? Yeah. So adrenal fatigue is interesting to even talk, even to use that word. I think it's become somewhat of a, somewhat of a fad word in the industry because really what adrenal fatigue is is more of a really the, if we would diagnose it or talk about it it would be more of an hpa access dysfunction so you've got the hypothalamus you've got the pituitary gland and then you've got the adrenal glands and they're all part of that endocrine system and they're all producing certain hormones that help us regulate things like sleep and emotions and body temperature and hunger and thirst um also the adrenal glands produce cortisol and so a lot of times we're talking about adrenal fatigue i think the misconception is that with adrenal fatigue comes dysfunction in our body's ability to produce cortisol and that's actually not true Um, what's happening with adrenal fatigue or really again hpa access dysfunction is that our cortisol is stuck on an on switch so i call it i say a lot um you're you're on without an off switch, you know, so you're just constantly under what we would consider chronic stress. Okay. And so the, the problem with that is, you know, again, if we have a properly functioning HPA access, we have regulation of sleep, we have regulation of emotions, regulation of body temperature, regulation of hunger, even thirst, um, our, you know, stress levels definitely cause more of these hormones to be produced, such as cortisol, that can then lead us to this HPA access dysfunction. And so what's wrong with that is that, you know, we then have, we don't sleep, we gain weight, especially around the midsection. We'll talk about, you know, metabolic syndrome in a little bit and how that's, um, that's not, that's, you know, not good um, as well. We have sugar cravings, so we, you know, gain weight, we can't, um, you know, our energy level is usually really low, we feel really, really tired. So ultimately, how do we like fix adrenal fatigue or this HPA axis dysfunction, and we have to reduce stress. So if you think about our society in general, would you say we're under a lot of stress and constantly, you know, some of it is self inflicted stress, but other is, you know, is not you know we've had a lot of stress in this year so i think a lot of people are having more of this on without an off switch with cortisol levels and are experiencing things that they may have not ever experienced before with regards to dysfunctions in in these hormones so what we really need to do is is work on stress and help help people reduce stress and and nutrition can do that i mean part of what I talk about a lot is balancing blood sugar, which is a stress reduction, but there's other things too. Just a few tips that I, I recommend a lot is, you know, incorporating some kind of meditation, you know, like seven minutes a day of being quiet and still, you know, feet planted on the ground. Some of the grounding techniques that you can use mm-hmm. really prioritizing 
sleep, um, take it seriously, try to get seven, eight hours of sleep per night, um, exercise, but don't over-exercise. We have, you know, there's all, there's also that camp of people that, you know, they over-exercise, which can cause more cortisol level raising as well. So we want to, you know, exercise in moderation, but, but be moving, um, stick to a schedule. Our, our, Circadian rhythms is important in this whole HP access and, and talking about the hormones. So if we can stick to a schedule of I'm going to bed at a certain time and I'm going to wake up at a certain time, you know, trying to get into that um, for optim optimization of our circadian rhythms and, and work on being present. I mean, I, I'll, I can speak to this a little bit too, but this year has been extremely stressful for me. I opened a, the, I opened Restore and Revive. I started nurse practitioner school. I have two young kids, you know, so definitely trying to find ways to be present, um, and decrease the stress and the worries that we have about the unknowns. You know, I think that that's another big thing too, we get really wrapped up in our in our thoughts and what we 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 need, we need to like stay present and what we have control over, and that's why I think nutrition is so important too, is because we do have control over what we put into our bodies. Um, we don't have control over say our genetics, and we don't have control over say what what's going to come in the future, um, but we do have control over what we put in our bodies and how we move and how much sleep we get and things along those lines. I think you hit it right on the nail there. Um, <clears throat> you definitely do have control over nutrition. And that is, as I was watching that documentary, What the Health, um, and then just like kind of doing my own research and stuff. I was like, this is something like I can actually change. It's not like, uh, oh, well, I'll get around to it. Maybe like take one or two small steps. There. Like This is something like, all right, it's simple. Just go buy the healthy foods eat the healthy foods, take care of your body kind of thing. Yeah, it's not even anything extra you have to do like yeah. going to work out. It is simply changing the way you do one thing. Exactly, exactly. And it, mm -hmm. it may seem like, I'm talking about it in like the macro sense, like it may seem like a very small thing to do, but I know when it's going to come down to it, it's going to be like, a, not like a culture shock, but it's, it's a new thing that, um, mm. and I think people are, people like comfort, and they're scared to do new things. And that's, I think that's your body saying like, hey, we're good right now. No need to do that. But um, I don't know. When it comes to nutrition, I just feel like just take an attempt, take an attempt at it. See what happens, right? You know, if the thing you're doing doesn't work, consult a doctor or nutritionist or see what's going on. Um, and then just kind of take it from there. I know you touched earlier that um, adrenal fatigue, um, you talk about. My next question would be like, most do most Americans suffer through it? And you pretty much answer that right there. That yeah, if, if I would say a good portion of it do. Um, do you feel with COVID that it that number skyrocketed, or increased a little bit, or hasn't moved at all? I think definitely last year we saw a huge increase in stress and this HPA access dysfunction is part of that for sure. And some of us are getting used to new routines and things along those lines and getting better. But, you know, we, we have seen even, you know, from regards to, you know, mental health concerns, we've seen an increase in those areas too, which I think is along the lines of what can happen if stress continues and we um, can't get a handle on some of those things. Uh, and so I definitely think that COVID and just the uncertainties that we all experienced last year, definitely increased um 
the likelihood of this HPA, HPA axis dysfunction and adrenal fatigue. Now I have one, not one big question. I guess the question is, is, are we in an obesity epidemic? Mm. Um, I personally feel like we are. I just don't. Do I, do you remember like when we were kids? Like Wally? Yeah. So, yeah. Like Wally. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So like, like when I remember when I was a kid, everyone saw about the obesity epidemic and I just feel like we haven't heard anything about it in like five to 10 years. Like the people writing about it got fat. I guess so. Like, yeah. Is there <laughs> one, are we in an, are we actually in an obesity epidemic? And two, if we are, is there anything that we can do to change it or is it too late? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I do believe, yes, um, I can't, um, you know, I, the reason why I would say yes is because, you know, we, we are statistically showing that, you know, a third of our children are overweight or obese. Oh um, in 2020, we actually uh, surpassed for the first time the 40% um, are greater than 40% of obese people in the United States, which is 26% increase from 2008. So when we were kids and we're talking right. about, you know, there's been a 26% increase since 2008, which is, which is huge. And, and yes, that's a problem. Um, it's a problem for a lot of reasons because we know, um, you know, metabolic syndrome is a result of obesity, which is basically increasing our risk factors of heart disease and stroke and type 2 diabetes, which have their own complications in themselves, in and of themselves, um, you know, even this year, unfortunately, we saw that, you know, people that were overweight um, have more comorbidities. And we saw with COVID, the people with comorbidities were at more of a risk of being sicker with COVID. And I'm not saying that that wasn't that I know that wasn't the case across the board. So I know there were people that but but for the most part, if we're looking at percentages, most people that either were sicker or died of COVID were obese or had these comorbidities associated with obesity um, that put them at greater risk. And now they're even showing there's there was some new research showing that it even put them at a greater risk of contracting COVID-19 was being obese. And so wow. I think that it's a huge problem. And I think that it needs to be talked about more yeah. for, for sure. Yeah. yeah, that seems like one of those things that just got swept under the rug. You're like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, like I just. Do you think that's because it's? I, have I guess a theory. the new normal. What's your big? What's your big did, theory? Did the fast food industry sweep it under the rug? Okay. They pay off some senators. You know yeah. what I'm McDonald's. talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Threw them a buck or two. Said, "How about we stop teaching that?" Okay. I. I, I do. I that. think it's the food industry. I think the food industry is definitely at fault. I think there's. Partly, if we think about the pharmaceutical industry, I mean, if, yeah. if we all got healthy, how many medications would we not be prescribing, right? Exactly. And I think that, that there's... That is huge... sad, though, that human health is a political regime. Like, that that just shouldn't be a thing. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then there's also just our society in general. There's lack of exercise. We are busy going back to, you know, stress. So we want the convenient foods, which are generally not as healthy, we're eating larger portion sizes because, you know, we go to restaurants and we're served large portion sizes or we're going all day without eating and eating a huge large portion size at dinner and it creates these issues. I mean, I also believe that the, I don't believe in dieting. Um, I believe in teaching a lifestyle um, of, of healthy eating and making it a lifestyle. So I also think that this 
there's a ton of money being made in the fad dieting industry as well, which yeah. actually, that's how I originally got into what I do now is I was working with an endocrinologist that opened a metabolism weight loss clinic. And the whole goal was to do weight loss the right way versus doing it the quick fix, which decreases muscle mass. Um, and actually sets us up for lowering of metabolism and also increases our, it decreases our insulin receptor size, which then puts us at risk of type two diabetes and insulin resistance. So it's a vicious cycle when we're doing all these crash diets all the time, because again, we're, you know, losing, we're lowering our metabolism. And then when we go back to normal eating, because that's not a sustainable way to live, we gain more weight because our metabolism has slowed down. So it's, it, there's, and then there's a ton of money. I mean, if we do research on that, like how much money yeah. is in the diet yeah. industry nowadays too. That's an endless so. cycle. If you think about it, you gain more weight mm-hmm. you got to go back to diet. And, um, my mother was a huge proponent of that. Like back in the day, like, uh, your mom seems like a South beach diet kind of gal. Yeah, no, she the was Atkins <laughs> diet. That, so my grandfather <laughs> was a big Atkins guy. He, uh, isn't that just keto? I isn't that just so. rebranded? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, my grandfather had type two diabetes, and uh, he passed away at age sixty-five. And he was not—I would say—not the healthiest man out there. Love him to death, but definitely could have changed things a lot earlier. Um, and yeah, I remember as a kid, he always Atkins was his big thing. He would do that, and then um, he would do a couple other diets. Uh, what was that one? Not not is it Jenny Craig? Oh yeah. I think I saw a Jenny Craig box there. Um, but I just, you noticed that and it was like, none of those were working. And like, it felt like we all knew it. Even I felt like he knew it too, but it was more so just like harder to face the reality of like, okay, what if I just change my lifestyle? I'll feel a lot better versus just let me go on the quick fix kind of thing. Like you said. And um, Plus I feel like that's more expensive. I mean, how the biggest thing I've, realized in uh when i was doing the half marathon stuff was i ate a little healthier i will say when i mean a little healthier i mean like i tried to drop fit. five pounds yeah five less pounds to carry exactly <laughs> exactly so dabney to all the people who are saying um i can't eat healthy because food is expensive or i just don't have the time to go home and make a salad when i can just order a domino's pizza uh what is your answer to that yeah i think I just wrote a blog post on this and I think I wrote more along the lines of healthy eating on a budget, but I will, I will say one thing just to start is, you know, I have a ton of respect for all my clients that do make the choice to step into making these changes. Cause it does take effort. I mean, you do have to put in some effort to eat healthier. I mean, right. there are definitely restaurants and places that you can go and, and make those choices. Um, but there are, you know, you're going to have to, at some point put in some some sort of effort and i i definitely have a lot of respect for people that that do make that choice um as far as you know making this making healthier choices and sticking to a budget again i wrote a blog post on this and but the main things are you know make a plan stick to that plan so i mean you know write it out i'm gonna have this for breakfast lunch dinner snacks and it doesn't have to be the different things every single day it could be you know, I have three different breakfasts for the week and three different lunches for the week, same snacks all week. You know, it can be as simple as that. Make right. a grocery list from that plan. And then when you go to the get into a habit of going to the grocery store, like, oh, that looks good. Or, oh, they're sampling this. Or, you know, we just start adding all these things. And 
then one, it can get us off our plan, but then we end up spending more money because we're adding things that weren't on, weren't on the plan. Um, purchasing whole foods instead of packaged foods. So making that substitution, I think a lot of us also, we go to the grocery store and like, well, I don't really want to give that up, but I am going to eat this. So we end up, you know, still buying the, the junk food um, that's in the package that actually is more expensive than buying an apple. Um, buy ingredients instead of pre-made or pre-mixed things, which again, that does take some more effort um, because there is going to be some cooking or prepping involved in those situations. But pre-made and pre-mixed things are definitely more expensive than buying just the actual ingredients. And when you're buying the ingredients, you can do things like utilizing the bulk section. You know, we here have a central market that has a great bulk section where we can buy some of those spices so instead of having to buy a whole spice for one recipe that I'm never going to use again, you right. know, when those spices can add up, you can buy the two teaspoons that you need in the oh. bulk section. Um, and that's, that's one other way Buy frozen Frozen is going to last longer. And sometimes it's definitely more inexpensive. And I just one little tip, I always tell people, you know, fresh and frozen are equally as healthy um, sometimes frozen can even be more nutrient dense than fresh because when they're in season, they flash freeze it. So it can be more, more healthy. Stay away from the canned and things because the nutrient density does go down, but you can buy, buy frozen can be helpful. Um, buy ingredients that can be used in a variety of recipes. So when I'm thinking about, you know, my week of planning, I may kind of cook around the same genre of dinners the whole week. So I can use some of the same ingredients in each recipe. Um, also pick your battles. I, I talk a lot about even on my Instagram and things about organic and things along those lines, but more importantly, it's eating really healthy. I would love for people to eat organic, especially if they're eating the skin of a fruit or vegetable and responsibly sourcing meats and things along those lines. But if it's truly a budgetary thing, I'd much rather you eat healthy foods versus unhealthy foods. Um, Meal share. This is one of my favorites. Actually, I do this on a weekly basis. Um, I have a friend. I cook two meals for her family a week. She cooks two meals for my family each week, and Ooh. that's been a huge thing. Time. That's huge for time is too. Is that just? I mean, do you then, just double up when you're cooking for your own? I do. Then, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, like I double. That. I double a meal on Monday nights. Um, actually, gonna cook that after we get off this call. But I double <laughs> a meal on Monday nights and take her half on Tuesday mornings, and I double a meal on. Wednesday nights and take her half on Thursday morning. And then she brings me a meal Tuesday morning and Thursday morning. So we have those for Tuesday, Thursday dinners. Um, that's been super helpful for multiple reasons. Time saving is yeah, definitely that's one awesome. of those. But yeah, it's been really cool. And then places like, uh, I don't know, we have, a, we have Costco here. Um, Thrive Market is an online platform, which can definitely save money um, and some time with grocery shopping. So some of those, those two can be great resources as far as, as far as shopping for healthy foods as well. I feel better about that now. That was my biggest <laughs> thing was like, it's like, I might have to actually break the bank to try to make a change. And uh, from the way you're saying it, it's not going to be that bad. You know, it's more so just learn how to cook kind of thing, you know, have fun with it. Do you it. know how to cook? I do. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm lazy. I'm going to be honest. I mean, look at what I ate today, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, it, My biggest issue is not being the one who shops. Right. Mm. So the junk and stuff makes its way to the house. Right. And when I'm the one who shops, I have I don't have any sort of willpower. 
understand. When there's stuff here. However, okay. I have great willpower at shopping? the actual store. Okay, that's good. So, like, I'm very good if I'm the one who goes shopping because there's just nothing to tempt me at the house. Right. Like, I'll bake my temptations like apples and shit. Yeah. But it, when I'm not the one shopping, it's it's game over for me because right. I just don't have the willpower <laughs> when the stuff is actually here. That's understandable. And that's a good point. I do. I love working with couples because I do think that couples have to be on the same page in order for one couple to even be successful because it's hard to do if you're not, you know, if one couple, one person is shopping, another person's cooking, or if one person's, you know, doing all the shopping and all the cooking and the other person's the one that wants to eat healthy, it definitely can be helpful if you can. Yeah, that, that's, that's my, it. that's my scenario right now. <laughs> is I'm the one who wants yeah. to eat healthy, but she's the one who does the shopping and cooking. And I mean, I'm not going to say no to the meals she cooks. Like when I get home from right, work, no, you know, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not going to be like, Oh, you made a delicious dinner. How dare you? Like, no, it's <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's something we'll all work on. It's something I got to take well, back. Hey, to we're going to do our vegetable the... share. Yeah. A, a, yeah. a vegetable spreadsheet. Nice yeah. Excel spread. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be great. I'm excited for that. I'm I'm Love just it. a very curious person. I want to see what I like and what I don't like, and my goal is to. Can get I throw some 10. vegetables at you? Sure, man. So have you? Are you? Have you never been a vegetable person? I've never. Oh man. Is, I'm gonna. You need to finish let, we're just that sentence. Out. Yeah, I've just never been a big food person. I guess like I. Are you a chicken tendies and mac and cheese kind no, of guy? No, no. See, I like extravagant meals. Don't be wrong, but I. This is gonna sound weird, and I don't know if you've ever run into this, Dabney. I don't like the mm-hmm. actual action of eating i feel like it takes way too much time what? i'd rather just like have it in a liquid form just what? down it in a second and i can go on my day i don't yeah. know if that's is that is that like a not a normal thing but like, i hear that, that? Okay. no i i hear it i totally hear that for sure i mean i have opposite extremes like i've major foodies who love their food and love the way it tastes and want to you know be extravagant about it and have their five course meals and then i have other people who they're like, I don't want to think about food. I don't want to, I don't want it to become a part of my, you know, what I have to even plan so, or think about. So food is a nuisance to you. Essentially. Yeah. It is a thing like, you'd wish you didn't have to deal with. Yeah. I'm not even joking. <laughs> my, and Deb, you're going to hate me for this. What my like go to just meal in general, it was just coffee. Like I would just down lots of coffee that would keep me full. I'd feel energized. I feel great. Get a lot done for work and anything outside of that. And then, um, probably for like dinner i'd probably have um like a piece of chicken or something like that mm-hmm. piece of chicken mm-hmm. with like uh i like chicken broccoli chicken broccoli is really good okay chicken and rice that's always right. my uh, go-to but that was it that, that was like the actual entire food i ate for the day and uh i've learned that's not great definitely <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely uh you feel good for that day but uh after doing that for a couple of weeks your body is definitely i felt like physically fatigued like i just couldn't move out of bed at some point so it was just like i don't want to do anything so i would just like hit mm-hmm. the snooze over and over again and then uh then uh good old mama colford pulled me aside and she's like hey man you can't do that anymore like here's have a have an apple or whatever she gave me like uh she gave me some what are they called nutrigrain bars very good for you i had a couple of those <laughs> and then uh that would get me out and then i just don't like food i i don't that's not the right word I don't mind food. It's just I don't like the process of intake in the food. And I know that sounds so weird. And I'm okay. To, Someone uh, who loves food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just uh, it's something I'll work on. But Asparagus. 
Spare, I love asparagus. Okay. Cooked asparagus from steak. It's good right. stuff, man. It's good stuff. Um, carrots. Oh, yeah, I love carrots. Yeah. Raw, baked, <laughs> steamed. I mean, you name it, Beets? No. no. Have you had beets? <laughs> I've had them. I have not, I and I'm, I'm very excited to try them. It's very, um, the beets I had were very ground. Like, it tastes like dirt. Um, so, Dabney, what is the easiest change someone can make for just trying to eat healthy? Yeah. And you brought something up. I had an answer that I was like, oh, this is a simple one. But you brought something up that I think is important to address here. There's a huge individualization in that process because what what's going to make it easy for you to make this switch is going to be different than what is going to make it easy for someone else to make the switch. Right. So um, I think my the biggest thing is if, if someone's really wanting to put forth the effort and this, the easiest thing you could do is switch eating whole foods, you know, and, and stop eating packaged and processed foods. Okay. I think that's the, the, the best, the easiest, the thing, you know, so I always tell people, you know, try to eat five colors per day from fruits and vegetables. So if you can make that switch, um, that and, and stop eating the packaged processed foods, that would make a big difference. I think I can do that. I think it's doable. You know mm-hmm. five fruits? Five fruit. I know five fruits. Five <laughs> colors, though. So Five colors. Let's go. We got red, green. Well, let's hear purple. What's, what's purple? Uh, purple would be like, like beets, horseradish, That's, you know. Okay. <laughs> you eating that on a well, daily? Well, the goal is just to eat five doesn't necessarily have to be five different colors a variety of color eat the rainbow is definitely important because each color does play a different role in the body but the more importantly is to eat five fruits and vegetables per day okay. with some variety in color all right i can do that that's Clarify. pretty yeah i think my my last like year my just fruit and vegetable intake is down how how down we talking like from like, pretty down pretty down okay well, a year ago, I tried being vegetarian for two months. I do remember that, yeah. So I had a lot of vegetables that, that for that span. Yeah. Haven't really had that much since. Did you like being a vegetarian for two months? I didn't mind it at all. Okay. I thought it was going to be tough, and then I was like, oh, this is actually pretty easy. Yeah. All right. So maybe that's a realization I'll have when actually putting, like, you know, food on a uh, frying pan. But like, oh, this is not that bad. This is an easy mm-hmm. step. Uh, Dad, I'm curious. We mentioned... Uh, five colors of food what is your view on so i know like every not every year but like what every five ten years the government releases a um food pyramid like a yeah food pyramid food chart like what you should eat what are your views on that um i like (laughs) (laughs) um you know more recently they did like the healthy the healthy plate like making the healthy plate i think that that has been a lot easier for people to follow and look at I don't necessarily agree you know I have my own version of a healthy plate um because I think again we want to like put more vegetables on our plate yeah when we were growing up and going through school we were told grains are the best so you know dairy yeah there are grains and dairy (laughs) those will keep you nutritious (laughs) right right and I think we've learned a lot since then for sure and and I'm not um you know I, I don't say 100% no grains and I I don't do dairy and I don't eat gluten I have like all the markers for celiac disease so I have my own personal reasons why gluten is like really 
a better thing for me to avoid. Yeah. I also have I have type one diabetes, which is an autoimmune disease, and so again, I want to decrease the inflammatory foods. So dairy and, and gluten are definitely more along the lines of inflammatory foods. So, um, but yeah, I, I think our I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't think there's you know I think there's a ton kind of going back to the obesity epidemic. You know, there's so much that needs to be done from an educational standpoint and changing the way that we we educate and talk about you know prioritizing different things and I think that that's one of them is is doing a better job of educating about the need for fruits and vegetables and lean proteins versus you know dairy and grains so yes I agree with you on that I think um I think there should be like you know in high school we had for me and Riley it was one semester of like health that was yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You got your credit for health, and you can move on. And to they other jammed stuff. everything in there. Yeah, I Not, think uh, I think it should be a year. I think a good. Well, I think you year. should. I think there should be different classes though too under that health. Like you should. Okay. There should be a nutrition one. There should be other. Right. You know. Yeah. Birds and bees classes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Understandable. <laughs> Get every every health aspect in there. Uh, what are you? What are your views on that, Devin? Do you think uh, just any extension on the current nutrition education for like high schoolers middle schoolers you know even kids um should it be extended or just kind of stay put oh i for sure think we should extend it i think it should be a priority you know yes it's great for them to learn all the things that they learn from an educational standpoint but we talked about at the beginning of this how important it is in our day-to-day life to eat healthy and so it can impact even how well we can study and how well we can learn and so i think that that's really important and i'll take it another step further and say, you know, so many doctors, you go to the doctor and they're like, here's a cholesterol medication, here's a blood pressure medication. And, you know, it's, I say it's not their fault that they didn't learn what they, yeah. you know, or they'll, and they, or they'll say like, you need to lose weight. Well, how, you know, what yeah. do you need to give more information? So I think there's also that component of it. And that's where what we do at Restore and Revive is, is a little bit different from a, even a medical standpoint. And being a nurse practitioner school now, my goal is to practice more of a functional medicine approach, which is getting to the root cause of something and helping people really spending time, you know, having an hour and a half at my new patient appointments and at least 30 minutes at follow-up appointments where I'm educating people and helping them, holding their hand as much as I have to, to help them make true changes that are going to be um, beneficial and not just saying, oh, here's a pill to cure, you know, whatever's going on um, because it's really again not getting to the root cause and so I think education from you know kids and schools would be huge um, helping them implement those changes and then also you know from a you know these healthcare professionals that are also you know in the industry where they they do see people when they are sick um, and so if they were better equipped with the tools to help people feel better without giving them a medication that could have consequences and side effects, you know, and I'm not saying I'm a, I'm, I definitely believe we, I'm grateful for medication. I, I, as a type one diabetic have to take insulin on a daily basis, but um, there's a lot I've done to like decrease my need for insulin, you know, because I have changed my lifestyle. and, And that's truly when I got into this is I was wanting to to know more i wasn't just going to switch to drinking diet coke and eating a bunch of cheese you know just because those are no carb you know i have clients and patients we have patients in the clinic now that drink diet coke and there's 
terrible issues that happen right. <laughs> with with regard to that. So that's not the answer either. It's it's really digging deeper than that, and and that's what I love getting to work with my clients on. Currently. Yeah, your job your job seems fun. Just helping people it's out fun. every day. Like that <laughs> seems like a good just a good healthy balance. Um, I know you mentioned earlier that just like you have a lot on your plate. I know Mr. Trudeau here has a lot on his plate. How do you manage uh, going to the gym, eating healthy, uh, you, you know, family, work? How do you manage all that? That's a great question. Um, I don't feel like I'm doing, I will be completely honest, I don't feel like I'm doing amazing at it right now. And I'm in a season of life where, again, I started a business. Things have grown exponentially with both of my businesses. And I started nurse practitioner school and and it's hard. I have kiddos that are busy, you know, they've got after school activities and things along those lines. So how I balance it all is, you know, it's going back to some of the things I've talked about, you know, having a friend that I cook with, um, I schedule my workouts, like as if it's an appointment, you know, I have to schedule them into my week and I stick with that schedule. That's huge for me. Um, I have made it a point to pick my kids up from school three days a week. Um, and my goal is from the time I pick them up to the time they go to bed to shut off any of the work things that I that I have going on. And, and there's exceptions. Sometimes that doesn't always happen, but that's definitely my my goal. Um, and so, you know, my husband and I do one activity a week. Currently, we're, we're doing Thursday night pickleball. So he and I get that time together, which is really fun. But again, I'm getting a little bit of exercise while we're spending time together, too. So it's, you know, finding that balance and prioritizing the things, you know, healthy eating is a priority for our whole family, exercise is a priority for our whole family. So we figure out ways to do it together. My kids love to cook in the kitchen with me. Um, we all love to exercise together. So we're, we're getting that balance of getting to be together while still prioritizing some of the things that are important to us too. You said that you, you know, you admitted that you were, uh, were not, doing too great with time management i would say with that answer you're doing perfectly fine right now <laughs> I, I appreciate it I think you're i've right had a top. few too many nights i've stayed up too late and you know i i have i've had to start doing the thing the kind of the trick where you send an email and you, you schedule it to go out the next morning so my coworkers aren't like why were you up at 11 30 but it's just it's just the, t- the season of life right now so yeah and things happen yeah. you know as long as it yes. doesn't become a habit and I think that's what you specialize in is just breaking habits, really. I mean, just forming Absolutely. new ones and breaking the bad ones. Um, yeah. Have you noticed in any of your patients or just people that you interact with day to day that um, after ever since like COVID started versus now, they're feeling a lot better versus um, mm-hmm. when they were beginning of COVID? Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so better yes i think people are definitely getting to the point where they are going out more or less stressed like it's anxiety around um around covid for sure i think you know one thing i've also noticed just in the last i would say since october ish in the industry that i'm in there's been a huge increase in people just becoming more aware and proactive and seeking services and education to support their immune system and their overall health and well-being, which has been really exciting for me because um, that's, of course, what I what I promote and what I love. Um, so I think that that has been 
that's been a good thing too, to see people just more diving more into it and wanting to be more proactive about their health. I like that. And I, I'm one of those people definitely, uh, after this, I'm going to take a look at the, the old pantry and see what's going on in there. And we're going from there. It doesn't help that I leave for vacation in a week. Um, so I think <laughs> start when you get back. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> we'll take a look. We'll take a look then. Uh, two more questions before we wrap up here. Dabney, what is your favorite food? Oh, this is such a good question. Um, so I, I love good food. I love, love, love food. Um, probably my very favorite. So remember, I do have type 1 diabetes. So I don't indulge too often just because I feel terrible and my blood sugar is out of whack. Right. So my fav- my very favorite food is um, a protein veggie hash with oh. avocado and, and a hard-boiled egg or an over easy egg that's my favorite so i do like that sweet potatoes incredible. and broccoli and <laughs> and so and then do some you know some sort of ground like grass-fed ground beef or ground organic turkey and um and avocado and an egg that's my favorite <laughs> but i love a good smoothie and salads and i i like all the things and of course i love you know, I love Mexican food, but it's yeah. hard for me to eat Mexican food. <laughs> it's understandable. So. I mean, right? You sound mm-hmm. like you were in heaven when that whole recipe was given out right there. It was good. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> I love it. I also love Mexican, though. So, like, yeah, Mexican. Yeah. That's our, our, our yeah. go-to double date spot. Yeah, it pretty is, much is. is. Mexican. Yeah, shout out Nuevos. Yeah. Gotta love it. <laughs> Gotta love, love it. it. Uh, love it. <laughs> last question. Before we head out, Dabney. Uh, what is one piece of advice you would give to everyone who feels that, you know, the challenge for getting healthy is just too much, you know? Um, for me, I will take me, for example, I've always been that guy of like, I want to. One, maybe I don't know how to, or I just don't have, I just don't make the time for it. Um, what is like your one minute, 30 second inspirational quote that will get people to go eat healthy? Um, I always tell people that they need to figure out what their why is. So, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, their why becomes like, I'm really sick or something tragic has happened, you know, where they've lost a loved one or they, you know, so I feel like consider your why and, and try to figure out your why and get to that why before it becomes like a, I have to get off this medication, you know, why it's more like I want to prevent getting on this medication or dying at a young age. I want to be able to run around with my grandkids, you know, whatever that why is and really stick that in a place that you can see it all the time, whether it's, you know, the dashboard of your car or anything along those lines. We posted last week, a quote, it says, if you don't take care or don't take time for wellness, you'll be forced to, to make time for your illness. So I think it's really important in in my mind to, you know, think about that. That's my why. I mean, I don't want to make time for illness. I want to, I love wellness. I love eating healthy. I love getting to do what I do on a daily basis, even at Restore and Revive, where we have lots of services that are built around wellness. And, and I think that that's, that's what I, my, my goal is. And so if you can think about what, what is your motivation, what is going to keep you motivated? What is your why? Um, you know, I think you mentioned your grandfather earlier, you know, and, and wanting to maybe 
not have prevent that from from being your why or, right. or for being your outcome or something and I'm sorry that you lost him, you know, at a young age, but like you mentioned, there's things we can do and you have control over that maybe we can prevent those things. So I think that that could be a really a good way to look at it for sure. I think you're hundred percent right. He definitely, my grandfather could have uh, done a lot of things different. And I was, uh, how old was I? I think it was like 12, 13 when he passed away. So I was in the, like the, I'm 12, 13, you know, I need to hit my growth spurt. So I'm really You're need indestructible. To... Yeah, you, you really are. <laughs> <laughs> no broken bones, nothing. So, was, uh, but now that I'm 24, you know, I think, uh, the time is gone for my indestructibleness and, uh, it's time to put health first. And I'd like to yeah. thank you for that. Dan. You really opened up my eyes. You've, uh, shown me pretty much you've quashed the fears away. You know, it's not something to be afraid of. The path that, is open. The path is, you've opened the door. You know, I'm like four feet tall. You're six feet. You're opening the door and just, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, love it. Anyway, now that the door is Well, open, I'm here to help in any way. Like when you go back from vacation, if you want to dive in, I'll send you a meal plan and you can, you can work on. All six I feet of her. Yeah, ready to help, Dave. <laughs> I went, uh, I went the hunt there, right? You did. I did an old plunge joke there. Uh, uh, so, Dabney, where can they, where can they find you? How can they get in touch with Restore and Revive? All the, pl- plug your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, so we have, I have my own personal Instagram, which is at Dabney Porter, and yes, my last name does have two O's, so it's Dabney and then two O's with Porter, and then we also have our at Restore and Revive. So at restore and revive fw and the and is all spelled out um i'd love to help in any way and be able to provide resources we provide a ton of resources on um, both my website the restore and revive website as far as blogs go Um, we have some live pdf features that can be sent to you and there's a lot more coming this year so i'm excited to, to excited to say that too so it'll be fun i love it i'm excited to see your growth I'm excited to see Thank you. our growth yeah, in the, the, in the vegetable, baby. In the vegetable world. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be one hell of a journey. Dabney, thank you so much for yeah. joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Anytime. Thank you.